Girlfriends, episode number 155, How to Banish FOMO. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. I can't wait to get started with this week's topic, how to banish FOMO. You know you suffer from it. Let's talk about it. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're joining me for yet another show. I always love when we can get together in this way. How are you? How was your week? You might be able to hear from my voice that I've been a little bit under the weather. There's been a cold kind of raging through our household, a kind of nasty one with body aches and a fever and gross cough. And anyway, it's that time of year. <laughs> Here in New Hampshire, we hunker down starting in January to um, for the long haul, <laughs> going through viruses and flus and colds and stomach viruses and whatnot. Anyway, I'm just uh, doing my best to survive this one. And I'm glad to be here with you this early morning recording this show on this important topic because maybe you don't know what FOMO is. <laughs> maybe you've experienced it and you didn't know there was a name for it. But for those of you who don't know, because I know when I first heard it, um, I, I wasn't sure what it meant. F-O-M-O means fear of missing out. And it's a term that's commonly applied to a feeling that sometimes social media gives us or being disconnected from social media can give us. And honestly, I think this is an important topic for us because all of us have experienced this on some level, whether you're on social media or not. The idea of not fitting in, of not belonging, of not being included, of not being invited. This is something that we all deal with on some level inside of our social circles, online, in real life, in our families even. So I wanted to take up this topic because I think women are especially vulnerable to this particular problem. And just talk about some ways that we can combat that FOMO. Like, let's talk about where that even comes from, right? I mean, for me, I think when I when I pause and I think about the times when I've experienced that kind of feeling of that fear of missing out or fear of being left out, fear of not belonging, the pain of not being invited or not being included. I mean, a lot of it comes down to the kinds of comparisons that we make between ourselves and others, which we've talked about tons here on the Girlfriends Podcast, because this is a problem that many women deal with. This is a very common thing. This is a very common struggle for women to face inside of their relationships with others, is this temptation toward comparing ourselves with others. You know, and social media, of course, exacerbates this because you can log on to whatever your favorite social media is, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and you can see stuff that other people are doing. You can see inside their homes and you can see people that you know in real life who might be getting together at an event you weren't invited to that otherwise you never would have even known about and wouldn't have had to concern yourself with. You can see other people that um, have kids your kid's age who are doing amazing things that your kids couldn't possibly do and start to wonder what's wrong with you. You can see other people who are in your same line of work and compare your accomplishments with theirs. All of these things. You can see the insides of other people's homes and say, what an amazing kitchen. I'm missing out. I don't have a kitchen like that. Or what an amazing husband. I'm missing out, right? Um, but a lot of this, I think, you know, the FOMO thing kind of applies to younger people being excluded from social events, perhaps. But I think we can all relate to that kind of feeling on some level. And it always comes down to 
how we're discerning our self-worth. If you feel left out, if it hurts that you weren't included in something, or if you feel like you're not keeping up because of what you're looking at in other people's lives, it all comes down to that comparison. And what are we doing when we're comparing ourselves to other people? We are looking for our self-worth where we have no business looking for it. We are looking for our self-worth in how we measure up to other people, in our accomplishments, in our looks, in our possessions, in our families, in our work. That's not where you're supposed to be looking, right? We know this, but we all need the reminder. I need it as much as anybody. Because can I tell you, um, it was probably about three years ago that I had, I, I was positively devastated by being excluded from something in, in real life. And, um, you know, looking back on it now, I, I feel like it's not a big deal. I still don't understand exactly the logistics of how all that happened and why I wasn't included in this particular event. But I found out about it on social media. And at the time, it was really, really painful. And it was really hard for me to deal with. And I mean, I think, first of all, let's accept that we have these feelings, that that's sort of a natural reaction, that's sort of our gut reaction to being excluded, whether we're excluding ourselves by comparing ourselves to others and making up these fake clubs inside of our minds with these are the beautiful people and I'm on the outside, or whether it's something very real, like it was in my case where I wasn't invited to something. And the the pain that we feel in that, I mean, I think, honestly, it brings us right back to like the fifth grade lunch table. And that's really deeply unpleasant. We'd like to think that we could leave all of that behind. And we're we're so mature now and we're so confident in ourselves and we know who we are. And, you know, little things like that can't bother us, but little things do bother us. And honestly, I think, you know, when we're tempted in that direction, it's because we're not focused enough on where we're supposed to be discerning our self-worth, which, of course, is in our relationship with our creator. It's in our identity as daughters of God. God's precious daughters. So I want to remind us of that today. And I want to talk about some basic things you can do if this is something that's bothering you. And I think a lot of us experience this, uh, maybe especially over the holiday season. You might have been looking at other people's circumstances, seeing other people's families, seeing other people's cars that they're driving, seeing other people's social media posts about the holidays, and being tempted to compare yourself and falling short. So let's talk about some practical ways that we can combat that FOMO. Because you know what? You're too good for that. And God knows it. And deep in your heart, you know it too. You just need the reminder of who you are in the eyes of God. Okay. So the first thing I want to mention um, when you are tempted toward that is first of all, be be cognizant of how you're feeling, how you're taking in information about other people. How do you hear something? If you hear something fabulous happened for your sister-in-law, What's your gut reaction? Is it a negative one, right? Is it jealousy? Is it a negative one like she got something good so there's not enough good stuff left for you? I mean, I think, you know, really do a good assessment of how you respond to good things that happen to other people, good things that other people have. The information, even neutral information that you receive about other people's lives, whether it's through social media or through conversations or through people you're interacting in your life. And then let that feeling, which you know, you're not culpable there. You know, that's Satan tempting you to um, belittle yourself. But let that feeling, that initial feeling be a trigger for you to do practical things. So the first one I want to recommend is focusing on your own blessings. When you have that little pang of, oh, I'm missing out on that. Or if, you know, you have that little pang where um, you're you're feeling a little bit, a little bit jealous or a little bit toward envy of something. Um, 
and and feeling okay this is the other thing that insecurity can lead us to feel like i always need to be on social media other people are getting all the attention other people know all the stuff right and that's the other part of the fear of missing out that you can't be away from this stuff or you're too involved even in real life too involved and too invested in information about other people that's the fear of missing out right you got to stay on top of it right so you can stay on top of it stay on top of your life and keep up so I, I think that 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 initial reaction, whether it's a negative one, a neutral one, um, but if it's if your initial reaction is to um, have that kind of fear, that twinge of fear, that twinge of anxiety about someone else's blessings, is to focus on your own blessings. Okay, even Job had blessings, and he praised God for them in the midst of enormous suffering. So I'm not going to belittle what's going on in your life. You might be struggling through something very very uh, challenging right now, but you still have blessings and there are blessings inside of those challenges that you can find. And most of us aren't going through something major right now. And yet we're tempted towards self-pity when we see good things happening for other people that don't happen to be going on in our lives. So focus on your own blessings, whether you're, you're seeing somebody else's skills and you're distracted by that, focus on the skills that God gave you. Focus on the strengths that God gave you. If you're comparing your family to someone else's family, focus on the good things that you know exist in your family, the good things about your relationship with your husband, with your children, with your extended family. There are good things. It's just where you're choosing to focus. If you're focused on other people's talents, focus on your own. Thank God for the things that you can do well, the things that come easily to you. We talked about discerning your gifts before. Spend some time doing that. Spend some time noticing what you're good at. And it might not be some glamorous thing like what you're distracted by, but it's what God's plan is for you, is using those gifts in service to the people that he's put in your life. So if you're distracted by other people's gifts, focus instead on your own. Focus instead on your own blessings. If you're focused on all the other, the stuff, the good stuff that other people have, focus on the good stuff that you have. Every person listening to this podcast has good stuff in their life. Focus on what it is for you, okay? So let that trigger that first negative reaction, whatever the feeling is, like, oh, I can't be away from Instagram, I'm missing out. Or if you're on Instagram and it's a negative feeling about something that you're noticing about someone else that you don't have, let that be a trigger to focus on your own blessings. Seriously, take a time out. Put the phone down or, you know, turn off the TV. Take a little quiet moment and just very literally go through and list your blessings, giving thanks to God for them. It's a really important thing. It's a really helpful practice if you can get in the habit of doing it. And it kicks FOMO right in the butt because you are focused on what God wants you to be focused on, your own calling, your own blessings, your own gifts, your own particular circumstances, your own vocation. So don't, don't, um, don't negate that by looking at other people's things. Okay. And the second one flows naturally from this one. Focusing on your own blessings need leads naturally to prayer, right? Giving thanks to God for the good things that you have. And you can also pray for better perspective. If you are really struggling with this fear of missing out in whatever way that it, it you know, becomes a part of your life, ask God for the help to overcome that. Ask God for proper perspective, when you're learning things about other people or seeing details about other people's lives, you know, shield yourself if you need to from those things by not logging onto that social media, right? Not, not giving into that pull that you feel like I have to be on top of my Instagram feed. 
right? How many of us feel that way without ever really acknowledging it? Why are you picking up your phone and, and hitting that Instagram button or whatever it is, whatever it is you're checking in with excessive amounts of times every day? Why are you doing that? Instead, focus on your own blessings and then let that lead you into prayer. Prayer for better perspective, prayers of gratitude, prayers for help in discerning your self-worth, prayers for help in knowing who you are in the eyes of God and seeing the blessings that God gives you and the blessings that God gives other people in proper perspective. So make those feelings, those negative feelings that you might initially have become a trigger for prayer. I promise God's going to bless you for that. And the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, the more it becomes how you approach life. And you're going to struggle with it less and less. All right. The third way I want to mention to combat FOMO is to be generous. Be generous. You know what? I talked a little bit about how that fear of missing out, that fear, that anxiety that you might sometimes feel in seeing the blessings God has given to somebody else that you don't have is that there's not enough. I think it's truly important for all of us to recognize that we have enough. God has blessed us enough. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day when I was at the grocery store and I had promised um, my youngest son, Danny, a special treat um, for something that he had done. And he, so he, he chose a special bag of chips as a snack treat that he wanted at the store for his reward. And he put that in the cart and then he, two of his other brothers happened to be with us. And they also asked if they could have that same thing. And I let them each pick out a treat because I was feeling generous. Okay. And then Danny, and this was just like in the gospel story, right? With the laborers <laughs> where um, some get paid more than others, but each is paid a just wage. He became indignant. He was like, this is supposed to be my special treat. They can't have a treat too. That makes it not special. And I completely, completely sympathize with that because I understand that. And I've certainly have felt that way many times in my life, right? They haven't earned this, but we aren't to begrudge God's generosity. And so I tried to teach that to Danny in that moment the other day. Um, and I try to teach it to myself too, by being generous with other people. You know, so much about this FOMO is because we're so focused on ourselves. So much of our feelings of not measuring up are because we're so focused on ourselves and we're focused on this idea of um, a mentality of scarcity. Like there's only so much good stuff to go around. So when I see somebody else get good stuff, that's less good stuff for me. That's less of God's blessings for me. What a terrible way to look at life and what a false way to look at life because God's blessings are abundant. God can do impossible things. God can work with your dust, your mess, your dirt and create beautiful things in your life. God doesn't run out of his love. God doesn't run out of blessings, of grace. But I think sometimes we fall into that trap of thinking that way. But I think being generous with other people is a really good way to combat those, those temptations toward that feeling that we, we sometimes are stingy in the compliments we give other people, for example. We sometimes approach life like, oh, I noticed this good thing about her. I cannot mention it because that brings me down because I don't have that good thing. That's ridiculous. Praise God for the good things he gives other people. Get in the habit of being generous. If you notice something good about somebody else, speak it, say it, compliment them. This could be on social media. You know, I've noticed at times that um, that certain social media sessions where I go on Instagram or whatever, I will come away feeling depleted, feeling down, feeling less than, feeling like I don't measure up. But other sessions where I'm on Instagram, if I make a conscious 
effort to focus on liking other people's posts and leaving genuine comments on other people's posts, genuinely giving them praise for the good things I see God is doing in their life, for the good things they are doing in their homes, in their families, in their work. I come away feeling uplifted, positive, encouraged. That's what you can get. And it doesn't have to be through your Instagram session. It doesn't have to be through social media at all. It can be in your real life. Speak the good truth about other people. They will love you for it, first of all. They will remember the good things that you said about them and be genuine. I'm not telling you to go around and just flatter everybody. I'm saying that sometimes we hold back. We're stingy sometimes with our compliments because we think they take away from us. And that's a ridiculous mentality. That's the mentality that Satan wants you to have inside of your relationships with other people. He wants you to go around worrying that there's not enough to go around. He wants you to go around worrying that good things that happen to other people somehow detract from good things in your life. That's what he wants. So we don't want what he wants. Be generous with your compliments with other people. Be generous with your time and attention that you give to other people. You'll come away feeling so much better about yourself. You'll come away feeling uplifted and positive and optimistic about your future. That investing in other people in that way, being generous, reminds you of the abundance of God's goodness, God's grace, and God's love. So be generous. And that can be with people in your immediate life, in your, with your kids, with your husband, or even, you know, people, strangers that you don't know on the internet, people whose accounts you follow for whatever reason that you don't really know, you can be generous with those people. And it really does shift your mentality away from yourself, away from what you might be missing out on to how can I build up other people? How can I do that? How can I speak the truth of what God's doing, the good things that God's doing in this world to uplift not only that person, but then anybody else who might read it, anybody else who might hear your compliment is also going to be encouraged to think about the good things that are going on, the good work that God's accomplishing, and the positive ways that people are responding to God's grace in their lives. We're all encouraged by that. So look for ways that you can do that if you are tempted toward those negative feelings. Okay, specifically talking about being left out of social invitations. If this has happened to you, if this is something maybe is an ongoing problem for you, back when we um, did a podcast specifically about female friendships, I heard from so many of you. I think that might be the number one podcast that people gave me feedback for. It's a hot button topic. It's something we struggle with. Friendships, connections, especially with other women. But if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling left out of a social circle, whether it's because you stumbled on something on Facebook that you weren't invited to, or you're just aware of a group of women who are friends and you're not a part of it, whether it's online or in real life, invite somebody to something. You get to do that. You get to create your own social circles. You get to create your own events and then be a blessing to somebody else by inviting them in. Make your own plan. So this might be very literally planning an event in your home or planning to go out with a friend, inviting somebody, take that step. You know, we talked about shabby hospitality on um, an episode, I don't know, way back now, but that, that idea of inviting someone in, and I've been thinking about doing an entire podcast again on the topic of hospitality, because I think this is something that's really important and something that really brings a lot of blessing to our lives is when we open up our homes to other people. And I mean, in your real life, but this can also happen on social media, inviting somebody into a conversation, right? Inviting somebody into a, a group chat or something um, or a Facebook group or whatever it is, looking for ways to connect like that. You're in charge of that. 
You get to do that. You get to be that blessing for other people. You don't have to sit around waiting to be invited to stuff and then feeling bad if you don't get invited. You don't have to sit around feeling like you don't belong because nobody's included you. You get to make things happen and include other people and be that kind of blessing in their lives. So invite someone to something is a great way to combat those potential feelings of FOMO. All right. And then related, this other one that I want to mention is dive into your own stuff. There's nothing more sapping of your energy than clicking around the internet and looking at everything other people are accomplishing and not accomplishing anything yourself in your home, in your family, in your work. So it might be your work that you dive into. You know, the times when I really invest in a work project, I don't need to be clicking onto Instagram at all. I'm totally invested and focused on what I'm doing. And that's where God wants you to be. It might not be work for you. It might, it might be work in your home, organizing your closet, or it might be your family, focusing on your relationships with your family, having a deep conversation with one of your kids, you know, maybe doing a special cooking project with one of your kids or making a special dinner for your family, focusing on where God has put you. It might be through your work. It might be through focusing on a coworker or a work project. Maybe you're going to plan a special meal for your family, or maybe you're going to plan a special date for you and your husband. Focus on your own stuff and dive deep into your own stuff. I think that's something that really suffers in today's world where we're all so distracted by social media, digital distractions, is our relationships suffer because we don't dive deep. Everything's on the surface. And diving deep comes from fully investing yourself and not being distracted. Put away the phone if it is causing you anxiety. You don't need it in your life. You know, I kind of accidentally stayed away from my phone over the holidays, and I found it was so refreshing. It's really a nice thing, actually, that's on Apple phones now is the opportunity to kind of track your screen time. It'll tell you your averages per day and whether it's going up or going down. I find it's a really helpful thing, and I just accidentally happened to notice over the holidays, mine had gone down by a serious percentage, and I wasn't doing anything intentionally. I was just diving deep into things that were going on in my work and in my home and in my family, and that was a wonderful thing. I felt I was feeling really good about my life in that way. So dive deep into your own stuff. All right, and then the final point I want to make if you're suffering with FOMO is, this is particularly with social media. Those of us who have that feel like I need to be, I'm, I'm not relevant if I'm not posting on Instagram and getting lots of likes and comments. I'm not relevant if I'm not engaging in those discussions going on on Facebook or wherever, right? Is realize that nobody misses you on social media. And I don't say that to be mean. It's just a fact. Even, even those people, this is funny. I realized this um, kind of in a big way, not too long ago, like last year or something, there was a really uh, a big person on Instagram whose posts I really enjoy. And it's a really talented person who I really admire in a lot of ways that she disappeared from Instagram. And I didn't notice until she came back a month later and announced what she had done during her hiatus and explained, you know, why she had done it and all of that. Um, I hadn't noticed, even though I really like her and I really enjoy what she shares. Um, because that's not real, you know? I mean, okay. So relationships on social media. Yeah, there's, there's reality there and there's a great way to support and encourage each other and all of that. But ultimately that's not who you're most important to your, your people you're connecting with on social media. The people you're most important to are your family. If you disappeared from your family for a month, they would notice. But if you disappear from Facebook for a month, probably nobody's going to notice. Maybe a close friend might notice and ask you about it big deal. So, you know, recognize that. 
remind yourself of that when you're when you're feeling tempted like I have to be on there. It, it's not true. You don't have to be on there. It's actually not all that important even if you have a million followers. Not all that important. Those aren't real connections, right? Um so just focus on the people that you're irreplaceable to. Who are those people? For most of us it's a list that includes our families, our immediate families. So focus there. That's where you're really going to you know, really dive deep into relationships that really matter and be reminded of who you are and the importance, the importance of the role that you play in the lives of the people in your own home and your own family. Okay. So those are my tips that I wanted to share. First of all, focus on your own blessings. Allow that to lead into prayers for better perspective and prayers of gratitude. Be generous with other people. Invite someone to something dive deep into your own stuff. And then finally, just remember that nobody misses you on social media. Okay. You might have your own stories of struggle with FOMO or, you know, how to handle this with your kids. I know this is a conversation I'm always having with my young adult and teenage children, this idea of, you know, focusing on real relationships. I would love to hear your experiences with FOMO, whether they are trials or triumphs. I'd love to know how you handle those kinds of negative feelings that sometimes can come out of our use of social media, but also out of our real life relationships where we're tempted to compare ourselves to other people. You can email me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. Connect with me on Voxer, the link to connect with me on Voxer, which is a fun app where you can just quickly send voicemails to one another, is always in the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends podcast that are posted at ascensionpress.com or just record a voicemail and send it to me by email, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. I would love to hear from you. All right, we're going to take a little break. I'll be right back with more Girlfriends. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash ascensionpresents. That's youtube.com slash ascensionpresents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. Okay, now is the time of the show where I share a little bit of listener feedback. And this past week, I heard from Carrie by email. Carrie emailed, one of my New Year's resolutions is to actually keep my house clean. I like that goal. We cleaned up for guests over the holidays, and I love my new clean way of life so much. I want to keep it this way. Any tips that you can share would be helpful. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate your goal, and I think it's a good one. And who hasn't experienced that? I know I have, where we super clean up the house for guests, and after the guests leave, the house is still in pretty good shape, and I'm like, why don't we live like this? <laughs> well, okay, because life gets in the way, and um, <clears throat> maybe your home isn't always going to be company ready like that 24 hours a day, but... I like the idea of the goal and I like that you felt a contrast there and that you like the way that you're living in your organized clean home. So, I mean, first of all, I have to I have to in the interest of honesty say if you could see the state of my mudroom right now, you would not be asking me for housekeeping advice. <laughs> the mudroom happened to be the place over the holidays where anybody who had a thing where they weren't sure where to put it and people were coming over threw it in there. So, I've got a major, major job <laughs> waiting for me and I'm putting it off till probably next weekend at this point. Um, so yeah, so don't look at my mudroom, but <laughs> it's really about what you're doing daily, right? 
I mean, we all have places in our homes that are kind of catch-alls like that. So that's a big thing, is not allowing a part of your home to become a catch-all. Now, I remember once, um, I don't know where it was, on a blog or in a book I read or something, where somebody that was giving um, housekeeping tips said, don't ever let yourself say for now when you're putting things down, right, in your home. How many times are you thinking like, oh, I'll put this here for now. I'll bring it upstairs later. Uh, for now, you know, I'll put this on this counter or I'll, for now, I'm going to stuff this in this closet or for now, I'm going to throw this in the mudroom, right? Um, that that's, that's the kiss of death. If you're looking to keep your home clutter free, don't allow yourself to do it. Make that extra effort. And, you know, I find that just having that kind of mentality really does pay off for me um, is catching myself, those little habits that we can fall into and not allowing other people to do it. Um, I've taught that one to my family where I'm like, uh, what, you're planning to put that there for now? Uh-uh, we don't do that. Go put it away. Um, so really, a lot of it's about what you're doing daily, those little things, right? You know, probably, Carrie, to get your home the way that it is now, um, it took a major effort if you weren't living that way before. And everybody pitched in and you did a major clean out in multiple places and it feels great. Well, to keep it that way doesn't have to require a major clean out. It's little things, right? It's maintenance for the most part. So I think it's really about, um, you know, what you're doing every day. So not allowing clutter to build up. You only touch paper once. That's another one of the rules that I often think about. Don't go through your mail 16 times and leave it on four different places in your home before you finally pitch it, you know, or file it or do whatever you have to do with it. Only touch it once. You know, um, so I think having kinds of little rules like that, um, not allowing things to clean up and then having some regular routines is really helpful for maintenance. Right. This is how we do things like um, I, I think it's with regard to clutter and that I'm just presuming that that's mostly what the issue is in your home. Most families, that's what it is. And a lot of it, you can feel like you're a victim of it because you've got kids in and out. You've got a husband who maybe is leaving stuff places and whatever. But doing what you can to have regular routines like Having a clean kitchen at the end of the day is one rule that I usually try to stick by. Um, you know, cleaning up whatever's in the sink, loading the dishwasher and starting it to run overnight. Um, those kinds of basic rules, I think, are really helpful. Um, making sure toys are picked up at the end of the day. And it might be might mean um, that you do this two times a day. I know when my kids were little and it was constant toys, um, constant games and whatever out. Uh, I tried to instill in them the habit of you put one thing away before you take another thing out. First of all, that didn't always work perfectly. But then also that, at, you know, after after lunchtime, perhaps before we do nap time or quiet time, there was a, there was a cleanup, which isn't overwhelming because it's just that day's mess. Right. Um, doing a cleanup like that on a regular basis, maybe twice a day, but maybe it's just at the end of the day, making sure stuff is cleaned out of the living rooms um, or you're not leaving stuff on the dining room table or whatever it is. Um, so having those routines at the end of the day and then having weekly routines, I think is really helpful. At least it is for me. When the kids were really little on Fridays, we it was chore day. And when I was homeschooling everybody, they actually were willing participants for the most part because I made Fridays a light school day so that they could help with chores. And it was just part of our family routine. And I love that. That worked great because it was kind of a balance. It was a balance in our school week, first of all, but it also kind of reinforced for the kids this is, you know, this is part of what we do here. And this is how we take care of our home. Some of the larger chores, cleaning out under beds, you know, doing uh, dusting, vacuuming, uh, mopping floors, whatever it is that you might do on a less regular basis, cleaning bathrooms. Um, I found that it was helpful to have that in 
like a weekly routine. I don't so much do that anymore. Fridays still do feel like a chore day to me, but more often than not because of work, I'm doing things on Saturdays, whether it's in the morning or at the end of the day on Saturdays, wherever I can fit it in. That's generally when I'll clean bathrooms or that kind of thing. So having a weekly routine, having something at least in mind, it doesn't have to be a really strict schedule that you stick to no matter what, but having those daily routines and then having a weekly routine with the bigger stuff I find is really helpful. Um, and then I've already talked about other people pitching in and helping. Make sure, Carrie, that other people are helping. You can set that good example and you can set the standard, um, but then you need to require that other people are participating in it. You only have so much control of your husband. I'm not going to tell you to nag your husband, but, um, you know, that way everybody's doing those little bits and it doesn't become that overwhelming job that you are dragging your kids kicking and screaming into helping you with. So it's not such a burden on anybody, most especially you. I hope that's helpful, Carrie. If you have tips to share with Carrie, if you are an amazing homemaker, if your home has zero clutter and no dust, I want to hear from you. I want to know what your secrets are. And Carrie does too. So you can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. All right. To connect with me on social media, I need to mention that you can join our Facebook group. That's especially for girlfriends listeners. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. If you can't remember all that, you can just click on the link that's always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com for the girlfriends podcast. Join us. I really am looking forward to in the coming year, having some good conversations there. It's a good opportunity for you to give feedback from the show or connect with other people who are listening to the show, people who perhaps will um, share your values, share your circumstances, be able to offer you life advice. I love it when I see people go on there um, and ask for advice, whether it's just looking for a particular prayer resource or um, some people have come on and asked for, you know, about family relationships, challenges over the holidays. I think it's a wonderful way for us to encourage and support each other outside of the podcast. Because I love that we have this community here. I love that we're able to connect in this way. But I think it's really helpful when you guys can have access to each other. Because here it's just me talking, right? And whatever feedback you might offer me. But I really do believe that's a community. And um, I, I love that we've created it here together. But this isn't a way to expand that and to make it more a real part of your life in ways in which you might connect with people who you might have a real friendship with, a real connection with. So again, that's at facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. Okay, this is going to be a little bit shorter episode than I usually do just because I am crunched for time. I am taking a kid to a doctor's appointment in a few minutes here. But before I have to go, I wanted to mention my book, You Are Enough, which is still available on order from Amazon. I don't believe it's available from ascensionpress.com yet, but that's coming soon. But you can get your copy of You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth, available at Amazon. But I also wanted to mention that I've gotten some reviews on Amazon and those mean the world to me. So helpful. So if you have already received the book, if you've read it, 
and enjoyed it, please don't go and give me a one-star review. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm begging for here. Um, but it's really helpful if you can just go over and just rate and review it on Amazon. It really helps with getting the word out about the book. And if you're not familiar with the book, I want to invite you to check it out. You can always um, click on the link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com or go to daniellebean.com and learn more about You Are Enough. You can just click on the books tab and there's lots there. Um, And I want to encourage you to consider making this a part of your new year, learning about who you are in the eyes of God. And I find there's no better way to do that than through scripture. In my most um, recent book before this one, You're Worth It, we looked at women in the New Testament. And in this one, it really was a beautiful experience for me and a learning experience for me to research for this book, Women of the Old Testament and what they can teach us about our lives, what things we have in common with these women who lived thousands of years ago, whose lives are so different from our own, whose circumstances are so different from our own, and yet what we have in common and the common thread of God's calling to each of us, the common thread of the dignity and worth that we have in the eyes of God and how he wants us to know that. And he wants us to know his love in a deeply personal way. I love that that theme came forth in the stories of these women in the Old Testament. And I want to share that with you. So I want to encourage you to check out the book, You Are Enough, available at Amazon, coming soon again to ascensionpress.com. And I'd love your feedback on the book. If you want to give me feedback on the book in any way, I've loved those of you who've shared that you've enjoyed it, posting on social media and whatnot. But I really love just hearing from listeners and readers who are reading the book and having their own insights, their own thoughts to share about it. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to in the coming year, I haven't yet put it together, but I'm looking forward to on the podcast, possibly outside the podcast, possibly through some um, Facebook lives or something along those lines, us discussing the book. I would love to be able to put together a book group like that. So keep that in mind. Details to come. Like I said, I'm only just letting that swim in my brain right now, but I do have plans for that to happen in the coming year. And while I'm talking about that, I want to mention the You Are Enough retreat. So I had a retreat and you've heard about it before here on the podcast for my You're Worth It book based on the themes inside of that book. And I put together a retreat that is specifically about the themes of women in the Old Testament, the themes we consider inside of the book, You Are Enough. If you're interested in bringing that retreat to your home, your community, your parish, your women's group, I'd love to hear from you. You can go to daniellebean.com and click on retreats and you can learn more about how to um, have me come to your home, your community, your parish in that way. I would love to be able to bring the message of You Are Enough to the women of your community. And that's it. That's all the time I have for this week. But I'm so glad you've joined me for this episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I want to thank you for just tuning in, just for listening, just for being that part of the Girlfriends community. It means so much to me to know that you spend some of your precious time here with me each week. Thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 